Hi everyone, welcome to episode 10 of Hello. the Lesbian Supper Club podcast. Just a quick FYI, we finally got our shit together and got our wonderful producer Marcelo a microphone so he will be more than likely dipping in and out of today's episode with some very he's the only man that we let dip in and out (laughs) of anything (laughs) Jesus hello at all so hi Marcelo welcome to to the official audio yep Marcelo Australian you know sexy he's a very sexy voice (laughs) Marcelo is the first uh, song on the Supper Club playlist so I'm sure you're all quite familiar with him and his voice so it shouldn't be too much of a shock to hear a man oh yeah it's insane how many streams that playlist gives a song really yeah, yeah. It's like we told you I we've think been telling a you lot lesbians. of them are me as well because I'm obsessed lesbians are devoted man it's crazy women. I mean like the LGBTQ kind of like music fandom is yeah. insane I mean look at Harry Styles fans yes anyone, yeah. they literally run for oh, it we You're are more harry styles than harry styles is harry styles we are one actually, someone, actually do you know what's funny i don't want to don't want to name someone one of someone on his team said that really yeah his friends of shane's they uh, were like you're more out. harry styles than he is yeah, cause his style is more harry than harry his more is harry a facade and i can tell no don't say that. we love harry <laughs> we do love yeah. harry we but were blasting him last night pod. actually in the car yeah. so live our pr manager her mum came down and um she is a hoot she will be coming on the podcast oh, in she the future because when we tell you this woman is the Geordie British version of Jennifer Coolidge, we're oh. not exaggerating. Like she is an icon in herself. We will be putting a compilation of TikToks together of her. <laughs> Can we but start we that will. episode with the theme song? Oh yeah, we will get her in at some yeah. point. And we were blasting when dropping her back to the train station yesterday after giving her two bottles of wine, and she was trashed. <laughs> <laughs> she was blasting Harry Styles, so we're all Harry Style stands. Yeah, here. we are. She was, yeah, she was going for it with that vape in the front as well. Just talking of standing things, um, let's discuss the new Janelle Monet music video. Oh, I can't. So someone actually said, "Please, can you review the Janelle just Monet? before we're about just to before start we're this. about to start recording?" So best believe we got that video out big screen on Liv's laptop and the only thing I can say is oh wow Wow. tits and ass to eat an ass I mean sex does sell they sold it to me I really want the t-shirt that she wears now keep thinking about it that yeah I really want that yeah um I'm all up for a wet t-shirt competition 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 I just that could be an amazing lesbian supper club promo video just all of our friends and t-shirts jumping into a swimming pool and just us doing a before and after with the wet t-shirt oh my god oh I'd love that creative juices are flowing juices quite literally have you seen did you I think that she's trying to sell a sex toy through that video though there's that, that sex moving toy thing. Yeah, is like a little like tongue that's moving. Well, I'm lips. so fucking naive. I didn't even realise it was a sex toy. I thought that was CGI. I'm buying it. I have loved Janamone since I was like seventeen. Is like so unapologetically sex positive, and it's just fun. It's hot. It's sexy, but it's also very like real. She's also got like a naked older woman like smoking a cigar, mm-hmm. which is just sick. For mm-hmm. me, I'm like, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is me. So, um, yeah, fucking go at it, Janelle. Love, Love it. Giving Love the lesbians her. everything they want. It's been a great week, week for the for lesbians. lesbians. It's been amazing. We've had the release of that music video and we've had the official marriage announcement of Chris Shaw and G Flip. Iconic. Which I called, so obviously mystical. Mystic Meg. Mystic Meg over here. Yeah. But couldn't be happier, to be honest. Does anyone else think that if Chrishell and G-Flip had a baby together, it would just be born wearing a pair of G-Flip sunglasses? Like, it would come out with the glasses on and be like, this is part of my DNA. Because I do. This is what I'm thinking about when I'm alone, which is never, because you're always up my ass. <laughs> the fuck? God. Instead of a baby carrier, it's a strap-on harness. <laughs> No, I'm obsessed. I'm so happy. I think it looked like a Vegas wedding as well, which Which is so iconic. Yeah, I've said to you before. I was like, I'd be very happy with a Vegas wedding. Shotgun done. You haven't said that. You want a vineyard wedding in Italy that will probably fucking kill my bank account to the point we will never return. My bank account because it's mine. (laughs) I'm not putting all the money on yours, am I, you twat? Well, 
I just would. I I would. Do you just not like, want to be there? No, I would like to pay for it so I could hang it over your head for the rest of our lives. I think that's more. Doesn't what Freya it is, make more it? money now? No. No, we make exactly the same. No, we don't, because you are stupid enough <gasps> to have to pay a student loan. Oh, technically, that yeah, until August. Yeah, but then she's paid off. But let me just say, we earn the exact same amount of money. However, guess who gets the TikTok money? And that is me. Guess yeah, who's Scarlett is daddy. Scarlett's still daddy. It's so annoying. Oh well, why did you use my credit card last night then? That's in my name. <laughs> that's funny, because I'm pretty sure every time you use it, I get a little ding, ding, ding. <laughs> And you've got my bank cards on your phone and you still got out of your way to use my credit card as if I don't have hard cash in my current account. All right, where are you taking me then? Babe? I'm blocking you from using my platinum, just like I had to block... I've had to actually put a child restriction on Freya's phone. because you know I shit this is? No, I can't watch anything it. that is meant for over the age of 18. She's not allowed any porn, which is fucking hilarious. And I didn't do it for that reason. I'd done it because the phone contracts are in my name. Like, Freya pays it, but, like, they're in my name because it's just easy. You get, like, multi-line discount with EE and stuff. And... One day, it was like, I don't, I'm really shit with checking bills and things. I just assume I'm going to be skint at the end of every month. I accept it and move on. <laughs> and one day, just out of curiosity, I was like, how much am I paying on the phone bills? And was going and having a look. And one month, it was like 300 pounds. Guys, when I Can tell I just you- say, we have a plan which covers basically everything it could cover, like international calls, like all of this stuff. Somehow, Freya had managed to spend an extra 150 pounds on your phone contract. I can't even remember how you done it. So I rang up EE, absolutely fuming, because I thought, obviously, this is two fully grown adults on this account, so this has to be a mistake. It's not like I've got a seven-year-old buying shit on the fucking <laughs> Apple store. No, no, no. They confirmed that it, in Candy fact, crush. was Freya's number and said, Miss Plot, would you like me to put a child restriction on this phone? And I said, oh, absolutely. Thank you, customer service. <laughs> Do you want to know something? it's not coming off. When, when I was in the bedroom when you were having that conversation and like I was on a work call and I just muted my work call and I could hear you in the other room having this conversation and my asshole went so tight. I didn't know what to do with Why? myself because I could hear you going, wait, how much? For what? <laughs> and I was going, fuck. And then they're like, wait, 300? Why? Oh, Oh, I know why. Oh, I know. Oh, don't you worry. I will be talking to her. This is why I'm, I'm daddy, because like, it is literally like daddy's coming in the like room. I was shitting myself. It was awful. I was thinking, I walk into the living room and Freya's just one? stood there with her pants down around her trousers, ready for a body spank. I have a question. When do you, would you find the time to watch porn if you're always together unless you're watching it together oh babe I'd find time do you just like sit next to each other silently just like watching it not touching yourself I I wouldn't do it in front of her but a good little portion it doesn't of turn time me on to watch to... porn with someone no. I'd probably do it on my own but yeah. I haven't done it in I, I haven't have... done it in ages I cannot remember the last time I watched porn I have this weird image in my head of you in the living room and you in your bedroom just watching separate porn <laughs> I mean, it probably Just does like... happen, to be honest with you, yeah. I, I do not need porn. I've got a very creative mind. I I think sometimes it's kind of nice, though, if you really get in your, your own head a lot. Oh, just a shout out. Do any other lesbians, though, only watch gay pr- primarily gay men porn? Because this is definitely a universal experience with our friends, mm-hmm. is they, even though they're all hardcore lesbians, only watch gay men porn because they say that for them, they feel like that is the only, like, true, like, that they are really into, into it, it. And they feel like they... And also opinion, no woman is being, like, taken exploited. advantage of. They feel so. like when they watch the female in like even if it's lesbian or or heterosexual that it's like forced and it makes them feel uncomfortable Mm. whereas they they feel that they enjoy it for gay men it's like legit legit and it turns them on some legitness what about you Liv have you watched gay man porn (laughs) yeah but I don't like it do you not like it what's your favorite type of porn go on tell us what is it is it bondage up, Fred. Oh, it's anal <laughs> oh, it exclusive. Is. Anal, no, anal gangbang no. priest. <laughs> Don't look me in the eye. Oh, priest! Here that. she goes with the fucking priest again. <laughs> what's your What's your favourite porn? I don't watch porn. Do you not at all? No. Is it not your thing? No. It's okay. Very lesbian of Marcelo that to not so watch porn. Cool. Talking about sex, then. Mm, sex. That's <laughs> we've led into this very well. The Janae <laughs> yeah. Monet video really timed itself. It, impeccably well it did because today we wanted to talk about sex different sex drives 
lesbian bed death and I think specifically different sex drives in a relationship Mm -hmm. because this is something that like we've personally had loads of conversations about our friends have had conversations about and we've also seen online that people are talking about as well and I think a lot of people have slid into the dms to ask us to discuss this and it's it is a really important topic yeah I think I really think it is because ultimately you know and we've said this before sex shouldn't be everything within a relationship and if you are both say for instance you're in a relationship without an asexual person within the relationship sex is still an important part it is not everything but it is where you kind of like build that connection and that intimacy level you can get intimacy in different ways which we'll talk about but like it is just like a crucial aspect i think you may disagree no i do i do agree i'm just giving you chance no, to no, speak because you say I always then, speak yeah. over you and then when I do <laughs> no, you no, I wasn't me, sure like, if you were, you were agreeing me. or disagreeing but um I can't fucking win but yes okay but <laughs> more specifically I think that I think it becomes more prevalent within relationships that a lot of the time sometimes there is a person with a high sex drive and you may be with someone with a low sex drive. And I'm really common. Very actually. common. It's normally always that way. Yeah. I am yet to meet a couple, and I mean a couple who who've matched. been together for longer than a year, who have the same sex drive. Mm-hmm. I haven't, I don't think, come across one. No. I think that it's also something that people don't discuss and disclose before getting into a relationship either because it's very easy when you're in like the honeymoon period when you've just met someone to be shagging like rabbits like that is like and to get caught up in that and be like I don't ever see a time when I'm, I'm not, not going to be fuck doing you. this all the time yeah. yeah yeah so I think that then as time goes on in the relationship the boundaries start getting tested like we said before like everything it, you go out of the honeymoon period all of a sudden you start to realize that there's a difference mm-hmm. within these sex drives mm-hmm. in this relationship and that can lead to so many things like if there's not proper communication in this space the person with the higher sex drive starts to feel rejected mm-hmm. they don't understand why this person with a lower sex drive actually just doesn't want to have sex with them as frequently yeah. and is turning them down yeah and the other one is probably thinking am i ugly now do you fancy me anymore what the fuck is going on what do you mean I- the other one you mean the same ones thinking that the high sex drive yeah. one is. Sorry, yeah. you said the other one. So it sounded like you oh, said sorry. Like, the other person. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. So the what the person with the high sex drive is then starting to starting to get in their own head about it, which understandably so, yeah. if you haven't had a discussion. And the person with the lower sex drive then as well is also feeling an awful amount of pressure and mm-hmm. like um, owing, I think, to that person, which then can create a vicious circle because then the more you feel pressure and the more you feel owed... Mm the harder than it is to want to have sex with that Mm -hmm. person because you're so worried about it. Yeah. It's like geeing yourself up to do a driving test, I suppose. It's like, you know you have to do it. Yeah. You'd rather not because the pressure is so high. But then once you've done it and you've passed, you're like, oh, fuck, that was fucking brilliant. I could do it again. Now I'm going to go and drive this car and not think about it. And it is that, I don't know why I used a driving test (laughs) as an analogy there. So yeah, the the, I don't know why I used driving tests there as as an analogy, but going back to previous episodes why is a driving test an inanimate gay object like <laughs> the car of the driving test the act of the, the driving test of the driving test the inanimate gay object the guy with the clipboard oh. that is gay my driving instructor was 100% a pervert but we'll say really? that for, oh dirty is that why you passed dirty bastard no dirty not the bastard. test guy he was yeah. lovely even though mm-hmm. I cried the whole way around my driving test um, <laughs> my instructor was a dirty old perv ooh but we'll God. save that for another That is day. a really good job to get into if you're a pervert. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're stuck right, in a car with someone. I don't think you should be casting that By the way, giving perverts, people ideas. If you want a good job, become a driving instructor. <laughs> right. You're stuck Can in we go back to the main topic of conversation here? Yeah. So it's really important and we've gone through it. So, you know, ebbs and flows and all of that. I think we've definitely 100% gone through it in our relationship. And there we has have. been times where it has caused rouse not even just rouse big uh blockers in our Mm -hmm. communication in our progression as two people who knew that they want to be together but Mm -hmm. it was causing uh, a a friction in the dynamic and it builds an animosity as well because Mm -hmm. if there isn't that level of like 
communication. It's that silent niggle. It is. So even though everything else can be okay and everything else is amazing, and I think we can safely say that our relationship overall has always been amazing. That's been the one. There's always been like a niggle on those periods of times where like we haven't been having sex that frequently and I will hold my hands up and say it's definitely down to me like I am the one with the lower sex drive and I'm the one with the not with the sexual trauma because we both have it but I'm the one that it, I've mentioned before it definitely affects me in that way very directly yeah um and there's a lot of detail I could cast onto as to why that is but I don't think that's appropriate for now we don't need to go into that I want to jump in though and say that I've never once and this goes for anyone that's in this situation I've never once berated you no. for not having sex no. with me i've also never I had think a you go know at that you. i would no knock you out darling, if you did but <laughs> i don't joking. do that because you're a because no. you're a feisty if bitch you do I that do to because, someone you're a piece of yeah, shit i do it because i have a lot of respect for you and you don't no one owes owe you any sex no you don't owe me sex right no. so that goes without saying i just mm-hmm. wanted to get that out of the way because i think in your situation something to remember and definitely something that's important is say both of you are incredibly empathetic mm-hmm. and especially for each other mm-hmm. so yeah. i think some other couples maybe mm-hmm. aren't in that situation. Mm-hmm. Like I've definitely been in those situations mm-hmm. where you know one person is less sympathetic than the other person. Yeah. And then when you have these discussions and when you do these kinds of things, it's you don't get anywhere. You don't get anywhere. Yeah. Because you can't you really have can't communication. Also, so I think in yeah. your situation is is I think it's just being in a good relationship. Yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. like that's what happens. Yeah. Sometimes you have less that's sex. So and true. Yeah. Sometimes like, you do just have less sex as well. Mm. Even if you don't have someone yeah. with a low and high sex drive, even if you are matched to whatever. Fucking life happens. Like sometimes, sometimes like, happens. when I'm having migraine periods, which can last three months, like during that time, I feel half alive. Like I feel like a zombie. I can't get out you of bed. I can barely even s- feed myself, sex. let alone being able to have sex. And that has absolutely nothing to do with you or our relationship. And I, I'm not saying this to you mm. right now. I know that you know this, but I'm saying this to people who are listening. Mm. If you're the person that is affected directly or indirectly, you need to be able to have compassion and empathy for the other person because you hold a lot of compassion and empathy for me mm-hmm. when it comes to sex and our sex life. I have held and continue to hold a lot of compassion and empathy for you for other aspects other areas. of your life yeah. that have been very difficult to navigate throughout our relationship and I have continuously and will continuously to try and meet you halfway with compassion and empathy totally. and um, acceptance of your situation without berating you because I understand that it is out of your control and this is exactly the same for me in this situation. But I think it's also like, I think sometimes people get really scared to bring it up as well because... A- you either it can really impact the ego if you're continuously being rejected Mm -hmm. and some people can't hack that Mm -hmm. and they will turn to aggression and they will turn to what the fuck and they will turn to is there someone else Mm -hmm. do you want to just fuck somebody Mm -hmm. else i'm so ugly i'm so this Mm -hmm. you hate me blah 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 and that's unfair to put them put on that person because it just isn't about that but also the longer you leave it not having sex because of these issues the worse it is And, and even me with a with a high sex drive when we've gone like months without having sex, when it comes to like, oh shit, it's actually going to happen, I start fucking freaking out. It's like it's my first time. Yeah, like, that's I, probably because you feel like you've lost the skill. I lost the skill. My fingers need exercising. Oh, my tongue, Can you right, not? my jaw. <laughs> Not. Can hurts. I also say safely, you've never lost the skill. Thank you very That's much. That's never been the problem as to why. It's no. like riding a bike. I've never it's like riding a bike. It's like riding it's a, like bike. Riding a dike. Straight <laughs> back like riding on. a dike. Yeah. Riding a dike, riding a bike, it's all the same. Do you guys have any advice for people who are in that situation with one person who doesn't understand? Do yeah. You know what I mean? Because I feel like Ooh, your yeah, situation this will come from that you have an example for mm-hmm. before was that you had migraines and you're in an incredible amount of pain and the last thing you do is feel like, you know, I want to have sex. But in a lot of situations that aren't yours, the other partner will still force them to do it mm-hmm. and still like pressure them. Mm-hmm. So like, what, like, do you guys have advice for that? If that yeah, makes sense? so my advice for that is really easy and twofold. One is communicate. If you can't communicate and you're in a position to get a third person in to help you communicate, whether that be a general uh, relationship therapist or sex therapist, mm-hmm. get someone who if can you're help able to, yeah. break down mm-hmm. the barriers and, and help clear that root of communication because a lot of the time that is the problem people just don't know how to communicate and express their feelings effectively also if they can't afford that there's also videos on it on like youtube like yeah. from actual like sex therapists that talk yes. about these specific issues how to break like it down ego. and how yeah. to like soften the blow and those kinds of things and then secondly it's as easy as if that person keeps berating you and pressuring you 
fuck them off out of your life because like if they can't understand you in something that vulnerable they're not going to be understanding you in many elements of your your telling your world you know if they can't understand you in that they're not going to understand you if maybe one day you fall into a deep dip deep pit of depression which can happen to anyone at any point that then means that you for whatever reason can't you know work anymore and you can't get out of bed for six months that person's very unlikely to show you empathy and compassion in those times of your life as well if they cannot show you empathy also why do you fucking want it so bad if the other person doesn't want it because like for me that's like the biggest turn off ever if Mm -hmm. someone doesn't want to have sex with me Mm -hmm. goes out fucking saying i don't want to have sex with them yeah is that what what fun am i gonna have things to do as a couple that are romantic and yeah. intimate and enjoyable and things that you wouldn't necessarily do with your friends. So like holding hands. Holding Even hands. Um, snuggling in and, bed. Oh, this is really important. Talking of sex therapists, there's an amazing sex therapist we were watching the other day on TikTok and we will try and find out who it is. I can't remember off the I top of my I think I sent head. her to you, so you we'll did. put it in the link. And she was very much talking about the longer you go without having sex, the worse it is. And she was saying her and her husband made a pact at the start of their marriage and start of their relationship because obviously she's a sex therapist and sees this all the time. So this is very, this is happening basically in every single relationship, yeah. whether it be gay or straight, um, that, you know, the pressure mounts and then people just go months and months and months and months and months. And her and her husband have this pact where they make out every night before bed. But, but it, it doesn't have to lead but to But it sex. doesn't lead to sex. It doesn't always lead to sex. So they want it to lead to sex. It does, but it doesn't always. So she was saying what happens is a lot of the time people then will avoid physical touch to any degree because the person who has a lower sex drive or is worried about having sex will then panic that any type of physical touch will Will pressure them into sex, which then leads further rejection for the other person because then they feel like they can't even touch their Because we've actually had this before when I've wanted to like make out with you and you Mm -hmm. haven't wanted to do it and you said because you think it will lead... Because that's different. That's different. It's like trauma. Okay, well, I'm sorry about that. that. Okay, but... I think it does happen in a lot of relationships where the person will be like, oh, no, 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 don't make out with mm-hmm. me because that's going to lead to sex. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I don't want. Yeah. Right? So she was so. saying like they they mm-hmm. make sure that they just make out and kiss every night and it doesn't always lead to sex, but it shows that there's that like intimate, intimacy there. They're like making that time for each other mm-hmm. and it breaks down that worry that then surrounds the build up. And I think that's a really good piece of advice, actually. Yeah. That's beautiful. To yeah. Be yeah. I it's think a it's a really, really good nice. idea. Um, so yeah, that would be my advice is communicate. If you can't communicate between yourselves, try and get a third party involved. And if you can't do that, then the signs are there that this isn't right. Yeah. Because I think like like I've just said that you if you can't communicate through that, you're going to communicate for a lot of things. And equally as well, you can't have the person with the lower sex drive on the other side be really aggressive towards you either. If you are innocently, not even trying to pressure them, but you try and bring it up and they fly off the handle, you've got to kind of understand that you also can't do that. Talking about sex successfully takes a lot of hard work and a lot of emotional maturity. A lot. It's one of the hardest things I've ever had to be able to open myself up to communicate Mm -hmm. about. And I was the brat at the start of our relationship. I mean, I would freak, freak. Um... for multiple reasons and now I've really had to take a step back and learn how to communicate in an effective way and it's been amazing for us and you know we are in an amazing space right now in that sense but it's taken a fucking lot of hard work I'm actually struggling to sit down today oh Talking of different sex drives and ebbs and flows, coming into that then is lesbian bed death. And mm. I'm not going to talk about this in a massive amount of detail, but a, people, a couple of people in long-term lesbian relationships have DM'd us and said that they have gone years without sex. Um, and not just sex, physical touch Like as even well. holding hands, like not even holding mm-hmm. hands. Just coexisting. Point, you've just got a roommate. Well, like that's not that's a relationship. That's the thing. I think, you know, my advice on that would be and I'm not in the position and I haven't been in the position, but I think my advice on that would be, like there's one quote and I'm going to be really cringe here. There's one quote and I can't remember, I think it was from One Tree Hill, but it's fucking stuck <laughs> with me, I don't care. Which was something like, sometimes when you get so far away from something, you can't get it back. And I think mm. that's very telling in this in this scenario, right? Because it's like, when you're into years, how do you ever go about clawing that back? See, now I look at that differently. I think of years and I think you've got nothing to lose by suggesting anything that might pump 
some fun back into this relationship. Okay, Whereas but we're if it's assuming months, here you've got a bit more to lose. If that makes sense, like because yeah, you could. But I think we're assuming here um, that those conversations haven't happened. True. I'm talking about like if those conversations tried haven't it happened, and yet things haven't changed. So I think at that point, like you owe it to yourself and you owe it to your partner to not live a sexless life unless you're choosing yeah. to do that, which yeah. is absolutely fine if that's a choice. But if it's not a choice and it's not, but, you know, and you are yeah. it usually having, would be a sexual person, then... Oh, uh, what I would say Or open that, up the relationship. Open up the relationship. Yeah. Because if you still want to be with that person, but you're like lacking in that sex department mm-hmm. for years and the mm-hmm. other person is like, no, then that other person who's saying no mm-hmm. should be able to have a conversation with you that says okay sexually you can be more free i don't want that part of my life but if you do Mm -hmm. then you go out have at it we'll still have our relationship our kid whatever it might be the house you know if you want to go out there and like no strings because you can definitely be emotionally monogamous and sexually polyamorous and i think that is fine and it goes back into the conversation so beth mccarthy who was on episode one we were talking to her about this the other day in the pub and she made a really good point and was like, it, during relationships, things change and people change and stuff. And when you love someone, you either love them unconditionally or you don't. Yeah. And it is as easy as that. Like you either love someone in an unconditional way and you're willing to love them through difficult times and great times and changes and, yeah. you know, all of these different things. Or you're not. And or it doesn't you mean conditions. you don't love them. Yeah. If it's conditional, it just doesn't mean it's in an unconditional way and maybe that's not a long-term life partner. I think putting conditions on a relationship, especially conditions on a relationship that don't have all those pieces together, then I think that that is like a you're really... You're asking for failure. You're asking for failure. Yeah, you are. Um, and also you need to respect that everyone is only here, like I don't want to say you only live once, but like you're only here Literally. to live your life. You don't live your life for anyone else. So if you have gone years without sex and you're like, I really fucking miss this and your partner is putting a stop to literally everything or every other avenue walk that away. you can have, then you may as well just walk yeah. away. And because if you're, you're spending your life yeah. pressured by someone and feeling obligated to please someone sexually, walk away. Yeah. You know, there is two sides I would always suggest the sex therapist the first though. Agreed. Yeah. Um, but as well, I think sometimes you just know deep down when you're not the right person. And if mm-hmm. you're not willing to work through it with a sex therapist, that's also, not always a bad thing. It just means it's not the fucking right person. I thought of something earlier. And what? I don't think lesbian bed death has to be the thing. Okay. I think what we can call it is lesbian bed coma. <laughs> yeah. Because you can fucking wake up from that shit. Yeah. You can be revived. Mm-hmm. So LBC. Yeah. You heard it here first. LBC. Because From the lesbian bed death is such like a full stop. Yeah. And I think people hear that and like it's become such a thing in the community. It's like, right, lesbian bed death, well, you, that's done. You're fucked now. Gone, done. Mm-hmm. Whereas lesb- lesbian, be- bleh, lesbian bed, bed coma, coma, yes. there's chance of revival mm-hmm. and we should all be working and praying up. towards that. You can wake up. So you want to talk about... Yeah, so I just going off of the lesbian bed coma. Yeah, lesbian bed coma and death. Is that I think that the reason why that happens more so stereotypically, right? It doesn't happen in every lesbian relationship, so don't be scared of this. But more so with a women-on-women relationship because if you are in a relationship with a man and you're a woman, there are so many not allowances but there's so so many societal pressures and expectations that you have, have to been please like your man really prevalent prevalent throughout history as and well. also if you watch any sitcom any yes. movie the woman is always trying to please the man and make sure that they're always looking like sexy have you seen it where they're like getting in their like matching set of lingerie for their husband and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff and it makes it like please a real your man, thing please, please your man. man yeah and also the men are always really fat and ugly mm. every time so yeah i think there is that there's that there's mm. women I think may feel less able to say no potentially to their male partner. Yeah. Whereas maybe in like a woman and woman relationship and we're not talking about other areas here because I'm very aware of the statistics around um, assault generally and arguments and things like that, which we can save for another day because it did surprise me. Um, but you may feel more able to say no. So that's reason yeah. one. Reason mm-hmm. two, which we've just been discuss- discussing off air, now we're bringing on air, is 
is it more of an ego thing for a man to never want to say no because will he feel more judged for not wanting to have sex like demasculating oh no emasculated yeah emasculated (laughs) yeah and then secondary to that which we were also just discussing is men have access to viagra so Mm -hmm. if you've got erectile dysfunction there's a solution and as we've just been discussing viagra also helps give you a sex drive and sometimes you just have a lower sex drive so maybe if something like that existed for women yeah we'd all be fucking having the time of our lives but i was actually saying that that i want to see i want to see if it does anything to me so i might actually take some viagra and see what happens i'm shitting myself (laughs) hide but no, I do. I think that it's a real shame. And maybe Viagra can help women in that way. I'm not a doctor. Do not take any of this advice. I'm just saying, don't take Viagra. Viagra could um, could help women in that area as well, but it wouldn't be marketed towards women. Right. That's another issue. So I kind of want to see. Also, women can't physically buy it. I think I'd have to get probably Marcelo to yeah, pick it up Yeah, because me. we were discussing that there has been studies to be... Um, studies which have shown that viagra can really support and help with menstrual cramps and as we have discussed previously freya suffers really badly with endometriosis and when she was having a really bad flare-up she discovered this went to buy some viagra and actually we were going to ask marcello to have to buy it for her because she physically couldn't buy it as a woman um that's a fucking crime on women as far as i'm concerned might so yeah i mean I'll ask my girlfriend if I can put this in, but my girlfriend has endometriosis. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I followed a couple of Instagram pages when we first started dating because I wanted to like be clued up and like understanding, you know, how she felt and what she was going to go through and stuff because she's obviously just had the surgeries and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's gnarly. And it blew my mind when I found out that there isn't really oh, a there's solution. No solution. There's no solution. It really, absolutely, because mm-hmm. I just thought the amount of things, I mean, like, <laughs> The amount of things that, that exist, uh, sorry, the amount of uh, drugs and things that exist for other things that are kind of... I mean, well, if men had endometriosis, it would be solved. It, Fact. 100%. That's yeah. exactly what I'm trying to say. Oh. If, if men yeah. suffered from it... It wouldn't be a problem anymore. Problem. I'm mm-hmm. sick to death of it, if I'm honest with you, because obviously like suffering chronically with pain every single fucking day and knowing that there isn't a solution, even though I've had surgery, mm-hmm. it just comes back and even it makes it worse. There is hope though, isn't there? Because <clears throat> haven't they recently started trialing a drug that's already something. been existing? I have to look up this. Um, there's a drug out there that's been existing to treat other things historically and that's had really great success. Um, with endometriosis like kind of like ridding it it's almost like a like a and like a chemo drug I think um, so there is hope on the horizon but absolutely agree like it's disgraceful that it's taken this long and the reason why it's taken this long is not because we aren't capable of finding a solution it's because no one is given funding to find well, a solution because it's not that. a man's problem I'm so interested yeah. to see what the statistics of women in venture capitalist firms that are investing in the big farmers and the uh, drug corporations that are making these drugs. Mm. Like I'm super, I'd be super Probably interested low. to see. Mm. Yeah, like how many women right. are on those boards? How many women <clears throat> are? In, how many people, women are in the labs <clears throat> developing the drugs? Like I would, I would love yeah. to know those statistics. Yeah. So if you guys yeah. know those statistics, please. It'd be like cool to put that in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does say here. Um, it says those patients did indeed experience massive relief from primary dysmenorrhea which is period cramps within just four hours so yeah yeah so there is solid evidence and yet they solid evidence although i will say take that with a pinch of salt because it wasn't many people within the trial yeah big trial yeah i yeah i think the fact that they haven't made that a larger trial says it all because you would think right you'd see you'd see all the majority of patients you would then be like okay well let's do like tens of thousands of people and try it out yeah so finishing up the lesbian bed death coma snitch situation maybe maybe situation maybe we can actually find something that helps women get hot and horny true maybe that's a project of ours maybe we just nick can we focus on one thing at a time freya this (laughs) podcast is fucking rinsing no but us. i'm saying you oh, think about like men with viagra this will be something this episode darling, we need to make the unforgettable bikini first uh what sorry we yeah. need to make the unforgettable, the unforgettable bikini, bikini comes yes. way before helping women's health yeah <laughs> um says the man in the corner <laughs> wrapping it up <laughs> so i think the advice is it's not the be all and end all mm-hmm. it does happen 
often, but that's not to be scared of. Mm-hmm. Learn to talk. Okay, it just comes back to the same thing, doesn't it? Every kind of relationship talk. dynamic issue we ha- we discuss on this podcast comes down to communication. And if you're immature and you can't communicate, just uh, going back on that, I'm going to say it quickly. Pump some fun into your relationship as well. Like if you genuinely oh, this tried was, everything, yeah. add a person. Add a person. Just add a person. But also have tr- have trust enough in your partner. Have little enough of of an ego you can have some fun and you can go crazy and if you really don't like it you don't have to do it again but you know that's what i would say worth yeah worth it worth a shot i think that um if it's all consenting adults monogamy and all of that stuff but i think like what works for one relationship may not work for another Mm -hmm. but again coming back to that unconditional love you want to be prepared to try new things that will you know help i don't want to say help just elevate elevate just have fun just you know it doesn't have to be so serious all the time it doesn't try and turn difficult things into opportunities of exploration Uh sex doesn't have to be difficult let's talk about sex Sex, baby baby. let's talk about you and me that was so flat well, yeah, because can, I can't Can Marcella put auto-tune on that? Can't, I, just, I don't I care. actually can. Yeah, yeah. I want you to Stunning. do that, please. Just make her sound like a beautiful little angel. Right, can you read out the horror story now? Yeah, we've got a horror story and I, yeah. Because <laughs> all this talk of sex was making me horny. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> trigger warning. This one is not about licking vagina. It's not about licking vagina, can we Because we realised that there was a lot of licking vagina episodes. Not our fault that that's... What the only thing that you guys seem to be sending in primarily that stick out to us maybe that is our fault but this one's not this, that no and this one's actually from an Aussie an Aussie girl I might actually probably need Marcelo to read it out but I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it anyway go for it mate go for Translate. it I met a girl in a nightclub in Melbourne <laughs> Australia she approached me at the bar after kind of aggressively grabbing me on the ass which surprised me I wasn't a big fan of that move and I just looked at her like what the fuck but then I thought you're hot, so I'll let it slide this time. <laughs> Crazy hot scale. That's giving us. That's giving me. Do not touch someone unconsensually, though. No. Generally. No, don't. But also, she was hot. She then introduced herself to me as Emily, and I immediately noticed she had a British accent, so the arse grabbing was immediately forgiven. I asked her where she was from in the UK. I, I love the fact that she was like, oh, she's British, so spank my ass. Oh, you must do that over there. Grab oh, me wherever you want. Oh, that must be a greeting. Um, it's the Asda greeting. I asked her where she was from the UK and she said London. I asked which part and which she um she replied upper northwest but kind of south. So I was like um okay that makes no fucking sense. That sounds very American as well. It we does. don't ever say upper northwest no. or south. We very literally odd. say the location. Yes. Or it'd be just it ain't north hard. London or west yeah. London. Yeah. But I had never been to London, so I wasn't sure. And I was like, well, okay, cool. I was impressed either way. Every Aussie girl loves a girl with a British accent. So we started talking more, dancing and making out. I was thinking, holy shit, I am hooking up with a hot British girl. This is amazing. One thing led to another, and I invited her back to my apartment. I asked, Classic. Classic. Also, can I just say, it goes the other way as well. I love an Aussie accent. I fuck with the Aussie accent. Yeah, hard. depends though. It's very depends hot. on the type of cause no, it's so specific hot. person I'm referencing here. I asked her heaps of questions in the taxi about London and was just interested in her as a person. Even the taxi driver was asking her questions and this chick was answering them so confidently. We were all impressed and I thought, holy fuck, I'm so lucky right now. This girl is so hot and British. I've won the (laughs) night. We got back to my place. I made her a drink and we were still talking. She asked me if she could use my bathroom. So I showed her where it was and then just waited for her to come back. She took a long while, like 15 minutes, and I was just wondering what she was doing. So I went up to the door and I was like, you're right, babe. Can you say that in the Aussie accent for me, please? You're right, babe. Well, Why are you thinking uh, about no, it? I've lived here for six years, so... You are Aussie. When I hear... Because like, we don't really say, all right. And like, oh, that's a very British thing. Oh, okay. It's like, you're right. You're right. Yeah, in Australia, it's like, I guess you'd be like, I don't know. You're right, mate. What's up? You're like, you good? Or what's doing? Okay. <laughs> well, she yeah. said it, so I don't know. The You're na- right, babe. No, You're right, babe. You're what, British? That sounds British. You're right, babe. I'll say it in my normal accent. You're right, Are you right, babe. There you go. The ne- this sounds a lot better. 
The next minute, she opened the door and was completely naked and basically jumped on me. It was hot, but also super unexpected. So I just went with it and we started getting into it pretty fast. I went down on her on the bathroom floor the whole time she was super vocal, which I didn't hate because of the British accent. But the more I did, the louder she got to the point where I tried to cover her mouth. I had a roommate. The next second, she started switching accent, going from British to Australian and then, and then American. So I just stopped and looked up at her. And she yelled at me to keep going. So my people-pleasing ass kept going for a minute. And she continued to switch accent. I couldn't focus, so I straight up stopped and was like, are you actually British? To which she replied, no, I'm Australian. My name is Steph and I live down the road from here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Iconic moves. Not the English I love you, Steph, man. You fuckers will quite literally do anything for a shag. That's hysterical. (laughs) I didn't really know what to do, so I asked her to because I thought the situation was fucked and she just laughed the whole time while getting dressed and leaving my apartment. It was the weirdest experience of my life. The next day, I had forgotten that I had given her my number so I got this weird apology text from her asking if we could hang out again so I could meet the real her. I didn't respond. That's <laughs> so funny. Can I say, that is an iconic move from Steph. It kind of is. But I can understand why if you're the other girl, you'd be like, fuck off. It's At least a, she like, was still hot. Like She must have oh, she's just fair. I'd have still back. been hot without the British accent because she did say she was hot, so... I it's crazy yeah I mean it's so funny because uh, sorry Melbourne is a pretty crazy party city like there's amazing bars and amazing clubs yeah, okay. I would love to know what club she was in because there are a lot of like 24 hour Bergheim clubs oh, that don't close for like four oh, days oh we're going to so, Australia like, we're going to Australia Tramp or something uh, or Trap or whatever it's called I would love to know how many days she's been there do you know what I mean maybe like, she was can, on her fifth like, day and she was like do you know what I'm just going to be British for the rest of this yeah I it's I, when she goes, do you know what? No, my name's Steph. I live down the road. Because <laughs> that, that's like, well, did she plan this? No, do you know what I find really funny? And what I really... So it's crazy, right? It is pretty crazy. It's, <laughs> it's cooked, very right? lesbian, though, but, let's be honest. No, but I respect anyone who can stick to a bit. And she stuck to that I bit like through and through. That's oh, what I mean. I've, you've got she, to respect She committed it. to the bit. So, so for me, I'm like, that's fucking hilarious. Good on you. Like, uh, she committed to the clip and the bit. to the clip. So I think that's funny. Can you say that? And say that she, cl- <laughs> she committed to the bit and the clit. And you can't fuck with that. A committed clit is all we need. But I think that's pretty sick. I, yeah, I mean, I personally... I think the fact that she laughed the whole time asking. I think dressed. I'd have. I think I'd probably have a casual thing. I was going to say if she's, she's hot, a relationship. I'd probably go back for she another sounds quite fun. shag. But like when you when someone starts off on night one lying to you that convincingly, you yeah, have to worrying. think. But I I want to sit down with her for another through? date to ask her why the fuck she did that. She might Sorry. just be an actress, method acting as well. Maybe who are we know. to judge? I, you I never know. It was hilarious. I think that's yeah. Really funny. I, mean, I, I don't know. I that mean, I the fact that she came clean straight away actually shows that maybe it wasn't psycho behaviour because she's like, nah, my name's Stephanie. No, maybe no, she no, also no. got carried away. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how in that situation how you could like when you're having sex, how could you keep chopping changes? I'd end up creasing myself. <laughs> Liv, Liv actually isn't Geordie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's been a joke this whole time. Can you just say I'm a full-time Geordie in the mic? Hi, I'm Olivia, and I'm a full-time Geordie. No, that's not that strong enough. Like that's Island, like, it does sound like Love Do Island, it again. Like, yeah. <laughs> Do it again, Lisa style. Just say, my name's Olivia, and I'm a big, fat Geordie. My name's Olivia, and I'm a big, fat Geordie. There we go. <laughs> Love it. Love it. I'm wet. <laughs> Fuck's sake, man. I would have thought it was hilarious. Oh, the I'm going to say it. I would have thought it was hilarious. I don't know that I would have gone back for seconds. True. Like, you might sorry, not have gone probably, back. That's a, that's a crude way of explaining that. I just, I, I need to see a photo. Yeah. That's going to be the game changer. Yeah, I think if you can, if if you can send in a photo, babe, that would be, that would be amazing. Because I crop really out her see Instagram what... name though, because we will be all over it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys follow fucking everybody. When we first became we? friends, <laughs> oh the like, Aussie lesbian scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. I mean, yeah. It's small, that's why. And this is why the lesbian Aussie scene and the lesbian English scene is so connected. Because, like, And this is point proven. Within two weeks of releasing this episode, the ex-friend that we discussed on the previous episode, her ex-girlfriend from years ago, messaged the podcast to be like, 
hey, love the podcast. And that's and all pre the way that in there wasn't any connection. Yeah. Like this girl I'd know wouldn't have known who we were. Yeah. And that's all the way in Australia. I love Australian girls. I think they're really cool. Well, our friend Tash moved over to Australia. Mm-hmm. And became friends with all of my friends. Yeah, became friends with all of your friends, but also like a load of people that I had been like, follow, follow, follow. Like these people like seem really cool. I didn't fucking know them from Adam, but I just put it out there and it seemed to have worked out. It's easier to be hot in Australia because you've got the good sun, you've got the beach, you can be a surfer. Like there's a lot of attractive things there in London. All you've got to do is kind of basically hide away in the shadows and go out at night. Drink beer in the rain. Drink beer in the rain, yeah. I I know what you mean, but I think also there's a massive pressure there that London doesn't have. And I think that... Oh, you said it's very... Um, it's... Well, okay, I... Fake. I mean, yeah, I, I... I thought this last time that I went back was it felt like everyone was like a pound shop Kardashian. Right, okay. Oh, shit. So it felt like... <clears throat> it... Sorry. Liv loves the Kardashians. <laughs> I love the Kardashians too. But not a cheap version. No, no. Yeah. I'll, I'll be the first not to admit. Not a dupe. I'll be the first to admit seeing all the episodes my mum loves them oh, I'll be the first love that. I love yeah. the lesbian Ryan. supper club it, it fucks hard with keeping up with the Kardashians Kendall Kylie the oh, other the ones lot. Kim get them I mean you know we should have an episode where we can I just say I something I think Kylie's fruity no can no I no, say no that? I need I to Kylie's say something fruity. what we were talking to Liv's mum about this yesterday how much Liv loves keeping up with the Kardashians and she was like eh Olivia did you tell them you made it on their Instagram and we were like what and Liv had made it onto the Kardashian Instagram because during <laughs> lockdown she had to say the Kardashian, Kim Kardashian. Oh, shit. Kardashian. And do you know what this self- is? I saw Kim in Selfridges and I was in the skims department tactically knowing she was going to be there. Oh my God. No, you weren't. I got told someone in Selfridges. I went, I, te- um, I can't believe you can't remember this because I text you saying I'm going to Selfridges to try the 818 tequila, Kendall's tequila. I'm not being way. funny, but I forget everything. So That is true. And when I was there trying the tequila, I think the guy obviously clocked that I was a big fan and was like, do you want to know something? And I was like, yeah, obviously. And he was like, Kim's in the building, by the way. (gasps) So I looked at my teammate and I went, we are going to the skims floor now. (laughs) (laughs) Got up there. They started cleaning and I was like, she's coming. I was like, I know for a fact she's coming because they were being so meticulous about everything. Like everything had to be perfect. Then all of a sudden, my my teammate just like whacked me on the arm, and they were like, "She's here." They like live turn around. I turned around, and she just walked past me. What did was, you do? I couldn't compute anything. No words could come out my mouth. Like nothing. And I was just stood there, and she was like filming on her phone. I was like, "Oh, you know, maybe she might put something on her Instagram." Blah blah. blah. There After you the whole were. Deal, then I'm sat at my desk. All of a sudden, my friend goes, "Live, go on Instagram now. See my little sorry self." Oh my god, that's iconic! I'll show show you. We're going to clip that into a social (laughs) clip. Just live in the crowd. But also, her mum was telling us how live during lockdown went through like an intense Kardashian obsession era. Era probably worse, like worse than what she's in now. She's not out of it, but it was worse. And her mum said that she like would get all the deliveries and then do the like unboxing film film, like film every box being opened do the unboxing which for me is just a really cute but b just iconic that i can just picture her running downstairs sweeping up the fucking kylie bath stuff the skims she's running upstairs she's making the bed have you got the kylie lip cat We need to be getting paid at this point for the advertising. I mean, to be I... honest, I think they're amazing. Uh, I think I, they're they amazing. are icons. I think, I think I think that they've done so much for fashion. I mean, like I, the thing that I think is hilarious is like. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! Who's this? It's Liv's story now oh that she's God, showing us so of funny. all of her Skims content. I mean, yeah, I just think I think they're amazing. Um, so if Kim, Kendall, Kylie, or the other ones are listening, Chloe, I love give Chloe a shout out. I fucking love, love Chloe. Love Chloe. But if I Chloe, do... it, actually, Chris. Oh, oh Chris Jenner's another yeah. level. Yeah. Don't like, I mean, I like Courtney, but I don't know this whole Blink-182 thing kind of cringes me no. out. I love Blink-182, but, but they're a bit like... Oh, the OTT of the... Everyone needs a Chris Jenner in their life. I, I know that I would thrive in that environment. Oh, we now have a Lisa in our life. We could get. We should get her to be our manager. We should. Well, just Chris, Just can I just be your extra daughter? She'd please. 100% take it on. 
no doubt. Oh, about absolutely. It. But I do. But I do genuinely think. Out Don't of you all think of them, Liv cause... looks a bit like a Kardashian as well? Like she, I feel like she definitely slip into kind that family got with that the genetics. Kind of look. You don't have a camera on her, but Liv's a baddie. She's got some Liv's kind. A she's a badass bitch. Do you do you want me to finish this thing on Sydney? Yes. That, yeah. that how we got into the Kardashians. Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just, and then we uh, need to we finish talking of Kardashians back to so the one pound Kardashians so of I Sydney. Just, I just, I guess what I was trying to say is I love Sydney. I love my home country. Like it's amazing. Mm. But I think when I went back, I was just shocked because I'd been here for, I'd been here for three years at that time. And I went back and it was just like a whole lot of, you know, uh, leisure wear, like athletics mm. clothes all day. Mm-hmm. Everyone had like, you know, I don't know. Everyone had to design a handbag, and mm-hmm. you know, it just felt like very false, very false, false and very yeah. shelfy. So I think, and I, 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 I get it. I just think there's a lot of pressure there yeah. to be beautiful, and I think like that's why I think that like London has this amazing thing where it's like you're beautiful if you dress cool. You're beautiful if you. I mean, this sounds ridiculous. I think there's a hell of a lot more lot, diversity, isn't makes, there? There's a lot more that I think makes you beautiful here. To yeah. what you find someone attractive here, so it's like whereas yeah. it's more like two-dimensional like, over yeah, there. For like something for my sister, like she say something very beautiful about you know a partner would be if they have a, a, a great job and not even like a money thing, but being interested or having an interesting job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, having not a many, passion. Like, having passion doesn't yeah. exist as much. Like I remember growing up, it's like you're a lawyer, you're a doctor you're uh something you know what i mean so or you're like a whatever like you know you go to university yeah. it's very like there's a like a corporate you know mindset mm. you want to earn a wage mm-hmm. and here i feel like it's different but yeah it sounds silly but yeah that's basically what i was going to but yeah i do think yeah yeah people are more beautiful here Yes. yes, people are people are gorgeous everywhere. I mean, but but in London, there's just so, yeah, there's so much more that makes you gorgeous. That's the thing. We can have a bit more fun. More here. than meets the eye. It's the more than meets the London eye. Well, that's what I thought when I looked at Freya. There's a lot more behind the eye. I'm joking. There's not much more behind these joking, big you're a fucking sexy eyes. Ass little bitch. You're a sexy little cunt. You're a sexy slag. <laughs> you're my little bitch. You're my little whore. You're bitch. my <laughs> slag. <laughs> Here, my little dog. On that note, um, <laughs> you, got, you guys didn't. You never gave your advice for the horror story, though. Oh, okay. oh, I think we did. It was yeah, just, my advice I'd is fuck with it for a shag. No, my advice and is that would that, be no, it. no. Listen, because we weren't actually there for the situation, though. She was weirded out, so do not go back there if you were weirded out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, of like, because we weren't there, it could have been a lot weirder than how it's written here. Like, it's very comedic, but actually, if you're in a situation, you can tell the crazy. So, yeah, you've done the right thing by ignoring her, but ultimately, that's a fantastic story. story. I'm so glad that happened to and you in a, in a way. And slight iconic moves from Stephanie, although yeah. somewhat deluded and psychotic. Yeah, yeah. love it. But, yeah, that's that everything. is it for episode 10. Yeah. Can I just say, I've fucking loved recording this episode. I think it's been one mm-hmm. of my favourites. Mm-hmm. It's we've Agreed. Mine too. Done a lot this of, is my favourite. We've put in a good shift today. We and have. tune in next week for Kendall Jenner. Yes, and the Kylie. The official Kendall, Kylie, Courtney, Chloe, Chloe Kim, Kim, Chris, Chris, and one other who you're yet to be introduced to. She's called. <laughs> she's just, called, and it's, it's actually Liv, the like, new member. Nightmare. The new. I've found your name. I found your Kardashian name, Kalivia. Kalivia Kardashian. Love it. <laughs> Do you fuck with it? Fuck with it hard. Thank you. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys. We love you. We'll see you next see week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.